In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today, the uh, beautiful lesson of the man with the paralytic son begging Jesus to heal his son, coming first to his disciples and then not being able to cast out this demon that was convulsing the child. And the Lord says, this this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. So effective prayer. What is effective prayer? It seems a bit like we have to be careful here that um, this isn't some magic formula that Jesus gives us so that our prayers get answered. Okay, if you pray and fast, your prayers are going to be answered. Okay, just all you got to do is pray and fast and you get your prayer answered. I would beg to look at it from a different perspective in that what, do, what does prayer and fasting do to the person that makes their prayer effective? This is a very important lesson we all can learn that if in fact we pray, it purifies our minds. If we fast, it strengthens our will. And we couple that with alms, and it sanctifies our heart. So if we pray with a purified mind, a strengthened will, and a sanctified heart, that's fervent prayer. That's fervent prayer. The Lord didn't make this a magic formula. He said that something happens to you when you pray. Something happens to you when you fast. Something happens to you when you give alms. You're purified, you're strengthened, and you're sanctified. And thus your prayer becomes effective. So pray, fast, and give alms. And you'll find effective prayer. What does effective prayer mean, though? Because I think it's, it's not like, okay, then if I, do, if I pray fast and give alms, then I get, I get what I want from God. That's not the goal. It says in St. James, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So with a purified mind, a strengthened will, and a sanctified heart, that prayer avails much. But I think it's also important to know that when our mind is purified and our will is strengthened and our heart is sanctified, we are more in tune what the will of God is. We kind of get it more. We're not praying necessarily for personal gains. We're beginning to pray according to the will of God. So our prayer, in a sense, changes a bit, maybe. It moves toward that will. It it always ends with, but your will be done. And when you say that, your heart is comforted. It's not not just a caveat we stick at the end so that we sound spiritual. No, it really comforts the heart. Your will be done. We take comfort in the perfect will of God. So, In Romans 8, 26, it says, For we do not know what we should pray, 
for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. We don't know how to pray. So we have to move into this place where we begin to pray with a, to sanctify our mind, to purify our heart, and to strengthen our will through prayer, fasting, and alms. Then we begin to get it. Then our heart moves in a very positive and powerful direction toward God. There's a great prayer, and I know many of you know it. Teach me to pray. Pray you yourself in me. You see? Teach me to pray. Lord, I come to prayer and I don't even know what to say. I don't know even what to ask. Teach me to pray. Pray you yourself in me. What a powerful thing that is. What a beautiful place that is for our heart, mind, and spirit to be. Teach me to pray. Pray you yourself in me. So, if we move in this direction, then uh, I think that as we work on these spiritual disciplines, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, our prayer becomes more fervent. It becomes more, more focused on what God would have us be praying for. So, what does this prayer accomplish? And I want to encourage you. I've been reading, uh, I just grabbed a book off the shelf for Lent, uh, The Way of the Pilgrim. I would encourage you all to read it. It's just a fabulous, wonderful book uh, about a young man, a handicapped man, that travels all over uh, Russia, walking from place to place, uh, and uh, homeless, walking from place, trying to find out what ceaseless prayer is. What cease And he goes to monasteries and the priests and the people ask the question, what's ceaseless prayer? And this, it's filled with just delightful stories of his encounters with people. Um, in one of the places he goes, he goes to an old monk, and the monk says uh, that our prayers, now fervent they should be, yes, tempered with good uh, with our mind purified, our sanctified heart, and a strong will. But even a, a small effort in prayer is responded in a very powerful way to, by God. He says that our little penny, our little might, is responded by God with a gold coin. We make a small little effort, and God responds with an intense amount of grace. There's a great story in the, in the Way of the Pilgrim. An old monk, um, a monk is in, in the fast, in the Lenten fast, and he is tempted to break the fast. Well, he can't break it at the monastery, so he sneaks out of the monastery to go to town to eat some dried fish. <laughs> said, if you're going to break the fast, break the fast. How about In-N-Out Burger? Come on, man. A dried fish. <laughs> I want to break the fast. I'm going to have some dried fish. So he's on his way to town to break the fast, and he forgets his prayer rope. And he goes back, and he goes back into his cell and gets his prayer rope and goes back to town, breaks the fast. And while he's coming back, there's a disaster happening, and a cart turns over and almost kills him. And the monk, his abbot, was visited and said, 
you know something? I know what happened. You went away to town to, uh, to break the fast, and you broke the fast. And on your way back, you almost were killed. You know what prevented your death? He said, you went back to get your prayer robe. That little bit of effort, that little bit, that little bit saved your life. What a powerful thing. That little small penny was responded to by the grace of God, a, a life-saving grace. Another story in there about this same thing is that there was a young man that had uh, grown up every morning and he asked the mother of God to pray for him. A simple short prayer, two sentences long. Every morning asked the mother of God to pray for him. And as he grew older, he kind of always stopped doing it consistently and then he stopped altogether. And then he went to an abbot for confession and uh, told him about this situation and his life was a mess. And he said, you know, every day you, you said two sentences to the mother of God and you know what, what she prayed for you? She prayed the grace of God would be on you that day and it was. And you stopped. So guess what he started to do? He started praying again to her. Little, three sent two sentences. Two sentences. A little penny, much grace. What a beautiful way God works with us. What a, what a beautiful way he is with us. So, and we see too in the scriptures, and in this, in our gospel lesson, a very beautiful story of a man that has great uh, concern for his son, almost dies many times because of this, this epileptic demon that's got him uh, and throwing him into fire and, and uh, almost taking his life several times. And he's desperate. And he comes to God and says, can you heal my son? The disciples couldn't do this. And then he says those beautiful words. When the Lord says, well, do you believe I can do this? What are his words? This is so beautiful. I believe, but help my unbelief. What, what humility. You know, many times it's not, we don't need to come to God perfectly. We need to come to God honestly. Honestly. Lord, help my unbelief. I want my son healed so badly. Help my unbelief. I beg you, I beg you, listen to me. Please help my unbelief. The Lord said, that's what I wanted to hear. That humility is what I wanted to hear. And we have this also in the publican. The publican comes in, sits in the back of the church, can't even come forward. And he beats his breast. He only has one thing to say. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's his only offering. His only humble, repentant offering. And what's God say? This one goes away justified. A little mite, a penny, a small offering. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Justification. Grace of God poured out in gold coins upon him. What a powerful way God works for us. The thief on the cross. 
He, he sat there, listen, I deserve this. I'm not justifying myself at all. I deserve to die. But Lord, just please remember me in your kingdom. Simple words. Humble words. Remember me in your kingdom. And what's, what's God's response? Today, today, upon your death, you will be with me in paradise. Penny, gold coin. What a God we have who responds to us with, with broken hearts, with, with unbelief, with humility, with repentance. And all we come honestly to him and responds with intense grace, buckets of mercy. The woman who asked God to heal her from uh, infirmity. Lord, just heal me. A simple faith. Heal me. I know you can do this. She's healed. The woman with te the tears at his feet, she's forgiven her sins. Tears, forgiveness. You see how God works with us, beloved? So I would encourage us all to learn to pray more fervently, more honestly to God to pray, to fast, to give alms so that our mind is purified, so our heart is sanctified, so our will is strengthened, so that we, when we do pray, we do receive these great gifts with our simple little penny. God blesses us with great gold coins. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.